Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Wellness with Lizelle. I'm Lizelle and I'm delighted to have the pleasure of your company for the next 20 minutes or so as I chat to Martha Collison, the inspirational young baker and best-selling baking book author who not only bakes brilliant cakes but also works closely with anti-human trafficking with the charity Tear Fund and others which we'll be hearing about in just a moment. So Martha, welcome to Wellbeing Studios. Thanks for having me. Lovely to have you here. And you are, I think, our youngest ever podcaster. What an honour. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, of course, you are known for being the youngest ever contestant on The Great British yes. Bake Off. Yeah, that's where it all started, where it all began. At just 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a journey. <laughs> what brought you there? What took you to that space? It has been a real journey. I feel like I never dreamed when I filled out the application form during my AS revision that it would ever take me to where I am now but that's just the way life works sometimes. And did you grow up as a baker? Were you encouraged to bake at home? I really did so I've probably been cooking and baking for as long as I can remember really. My mum started me and my sister off making very simple meals so that if she was out or if we want, got home from school and wanted to make something we knew how to make mm. basic pasta sauces and you had to make omelettes and all that kind of thing which has been quite handy going into the future but my parents aren't big bakers, so I think I decided that there was a gap there that I needed to fill. A gap started, in the market. A gap in the market, a gap in the family. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a cookbook called Roald Dahl's Revolting Recipes, which doesn't sound very nice, um, but <laughs> I loved reading as well. So I loved yeah. baking these things I'd read about in storybooks. Yeah. So from the age of eight, I used to kind of work my way through that. And that is so brilliant. It's, well, we have something in common um, because my career started because of a book. Yeah, I was given in my teens um, a Vogue guide to beauty Mm -hmm. and it opened up a whole new world to me. You know, I'd never seen that. I'd never seen the glamour and the fact that you could make face packs out of chopped up cucumber and yoghurt. And it really did start a fascination. So there's definitely something (laughs) to be said. Um, And of course, you've now gone on to become a best-selling author with your first book and now your second book, Crave. Yeah, I still can't believe all that. (laughs) It's it's extraordinary. So what, I have to confess, I didn't watch a lot of Bake Off in the early days. So what were you cooking? What sort of things were you asked to do? So I was series five of Bake Off. And I think the funny thing about the show is that baking isn't really an infinite thing. So the things that you're asked to bake get weirder and weirder as the series go on because they run out of the basic Victoria's sponge and all these kind of things. So there were some of the things that we were asked to make that were just so random, like tiered pork pies and Dobos torts, different European yeasted cakes. So a lot of what I did on Bake Off, I had to teach myself before I went on the show. Mm. And it was the same for all of us because not many people are very experienced in 
yeasted cakes and all this stuff that we've never made before. But so a huge amount of recipe testing. A huge amount of practice, a huge amount yeah. of learning. And the difficult thing with Bake Off is it's all a secret until it's aired. So when you're doing all this practicing, you can't tell anyone oh, what goodness. you're practicing for. So your family yeah. members, my family knew, but anyone who just came into our house for a meal or a cup of tea would see me in the kitchen making like a mountain 3D biscuit scene and be like, what are you doing? What's going on? You Why have to have a little school? tented area like, that's oh. cut off, but you're not supposed to see that. Exactly. It's like, um, I'm just doing a school just, project. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had to think of so many different excuses for where uh, I was and what I was doing right. and all these different things. Fantastic. And I have to say, your recipes, and I, I think, you know, I'm the mother of five and I, mm -hmm. my eldest is our digital editor, actually behind the scenes with this podcast today in her late 20s. And then uh, my middle daughter is 16, nearly 17. This is totally up her street. Oh, good. <laughs> you know, this is absolutely, we get a lot of books in the studio and this is the one that is coming home with me. Um, oh, wow. Because I just love the way that you've mixed interesting ingredients. And, you know, I just flicked open the page here on how to make caramel. I mean, who doesn't want to know how to do that? And a little bit of what you fancy definitely does you good yeah that's my philosophy <laughs> i think obviously we can't have it all the time but yes. there's a lot of variety these books are really packed with good information that looks great oh gray caramel and chocolate yeah cake. Oh, i guess i tried to take ingredients that are quite normal or bakes that are quite normal and give them a bit of a update mm. um into the modern world and i also love food science so i try and include a little bit about why flavors go together mm -hmm. and what makes caramel work and fail so that you can understand what's going wrong or going right when you're cooking interesting because you said that you were thinking about going to uni what happened to yeah. that ambition so i was thinking about going to university but since bake-off i've been really lucky to be exposed to lots of professionals and yeah. try and gain as much experience and as much knowledge as i can yeah and everyone who i seem to speak to just says embrace this moment yes and don't let it pass because if you go to uni in three years time you might come back and want to pick up where you left off and yeah. it might not be there waiting for you yeah. so you want to ride ride that way exactly you can. enjoy it now and I well that's in the future <laughs> funnily enough that's another thing that, that we share which i hadn't realized because i didn't go to uni either oh. and mind you this is we're going back you know way more than 30 it's quite years reassuring to know <laughs> well i think as maybe back then it wasn't it wasn't seen mm. as you know something that you had to do there wasn't so much emphasis on being a graduate and I, I'm a great believer actually in if you find your niche and your, your talent and your love of actually going out and doing it yeah and that's um, what I've been trying to do because I feel like you can be taught a lot of things but mm. if you're in the industry and in the world you can learn so much more yeah and you have not just sat back on your laurels and written best-selling books and carried on with your TV work. You've actually used your name and fame to such greater good. <laughs> and this is, I have to confess, really, the cakes are lovely. But why I really wanted to get you here <laughs> on my sofa chatting was to talk about some of the extraordinary projects that you've been involved with in terms of giving back. And one of the charities that you support, which I also support, is Tear Fund. Yes. So how did that connection happen? So I've been aware of Tear Fund for pretty much my whole life, to be honest, because mm. my parents are involved in a church and it's a Christian charity, so I've kind of known about it. Yeah. Um, but as soon as I knew I was going on Bake Off and I knew how popular it was, I thought this is a great opportunity for me to use to shout about things that I care about and Tear yeah. Fund and the current project they were doing then was called No Child Taken and it Absolutely. was I know No Child mm. Taken. It's the most extraordinary anti trafficking, anti child abuse yes. and of course I guess for you being so connected to the youth. Mm, so was... where did that take you? So because I was only seventeen, a lot of the people we were talking about and the stories I was hearing were people who were the same age as me and mm. girls who were younger than me. So it really resonated with me and knowing that I have a younger sister and all of that kind yeah. of thing. And I've had this passion to help 
prevent human trafficking for a while because I just think it's the most awful injustice not only to have your freedom taken away from you but your whole life yeah. um, and to be damaged in such a horrific way so I ended up going on a trip with Tear Fund I called up and asked if I could get involved and it just seemed like the perfect timing that they wanted to run a baking campaign that would support no the No Child Taken campaign oh, so my goodness. they that were just overjoyed such they were a like, gift, oh, perfect <laughs> <laughs> so that was amazing and really felt right to go yeah. um, so they took me out to Thailand and Cambodia to go and look at human trafficking on the ground and see the roots of it and how they're preventing it. Mm -hmm. So where did you go? So we went to Thailand first, to Bangkok, and we spent the very first day just looking at, I guess, the awful end point of trafficking. So walking around the red light district in Bangkok and seeing really young girls out on the street. I mean, some of them were wearing Disney-themed lanyards. And me and the people oh, from the charity goodness. that we were with were just there thinking, how on earth can you be young enough that Winnie the Pooh is interesting to you, yeah. but be in this awful situation on the street and presumably they're controlled they're part of gangs they have people it was hard to them. know but just what I found shocking was how visible it was I mean we mm. weren't walking in particularly back-streeted areas or Wasn't going hidden. into brothels we were just walking around on the street and it was just there and people just accepted mm. it and it was awful mm. um so I left that evening feeling completely heartbroken like the scale of this problem was huge how can it's we quite hardcore landing straight it? from the UK it into was that scene. it was full on it was really full on but the next day we went over to Cambodia because a lot of the girls and boys that end up in that situation have been trafficked over borders so they are in a country that are unfamiliar with the language and the culture and the payments so they can be tricked a lot more easy easily mm. Mm. so we went over to Cambodia to a border town to work with one of Tear Fund's partner organisations and just see the work that they do to prevent trafficking from happening. So how does it happen? Are children kidnapped? Are they, are they sold by parents? What's so the I, journey? I always thought it was kidnapping. I guess I'd always assumed trafficking was this kind of snatching kind mm. of act. But what we actually found was it's much more of a deceptive trade. Um, a trafficker will go into a very poor village, which is poverty-stricken, and say, I've got loads of great jobs in the city. And the parents think, great, I've got too many kids, I can't afford to feed them all. If one of them can have a better life in Bangkok, then that's fantastic. And then they say they'll send money home. And it does sound like a win-win situation if you're unaware of the consequences. So so many children are going through that process. And all it takes is for an organisation on the ground to say to parents, if this happens and if you're offered this, it won't, it's not true, you probably won't mm. see your children again. And they won't have this amazing secretarial job that they're being right. persuaded with. Yeah. And as soon as parents know that... So it's quite a simple awareness campaign. It doesn't so take huge simple. resources to do that, does it? It's and just it's somebody not... there saying, mm. just be aware, you know, do check if you can, or if not, just be aware that actually there exactly. is no dream ticket. It's, it's not malicious parents. It's not parents being like, I hate my kids, I don't want no. them anymore. It's never really that. realising that actually, sadly, they're going to have to, you know, lose them to yeah, another opportunity. Exactly. But and it's... The other thing I love about mm. Tear Fund is that they really try and empower a community rather than just giving handouts and mm -hmm. education. They've tried to make children more valuable to communities by empowering them with skills. So that's kind of where the baking came in because I was looking at these different projects which are teaching how to farm, teaching how to sew, motorbike repair, all things that make a child yeah. extremely valuable if you've got a skill that can Because obviously get you stopping the trafficking is, is one thing, but there's a whole many many facets to to that scenario as to why it happens in the first place and as exactly. you say why the children aren't valued and, mm. and giving them the skills training Absolutely. so tell me about I've heard that you make these things called funnel cakes we what's did. a funnel cake <laughs> so when we arrived in Cambodia 
they wanted me to teach a recipe to these girls that they could make easily in their communities. And I was just thinking, I was like, I cannot think of anything that I could make because there's no fridges, there's no ovens, there's minimal equipment, Gosh, not, nothing. nothing that I'm used to baking with. Um, so I had to like pick my brains for something that we could make on the side of a street, probably in a pan. And I thought back to this time that I've read about funnel cakes, which are like a North American fairground snack, which is basically fried dough that you swirl around in the pan until it makes this almost like a flour, like a swirled flour effect. Uh, and then you toss it in sugar and serve it with either a chocolate sauce or condensed milk. And it's just a nice little snack. And out there, it would be a brilliant street food almost. Yes. And something that's unusual that villagers haven't seen before is quite cool and is much more likely to be a business, I suppose. Gosh, they could set up little stalls by exactly. the side of the road so and have, the have an income and, and a skill. Yeah, so I was really honoured to be out in Cambodia teaching a group of girls on the side of the street how to make these little cakes. And one of them said to me at the end, do you know what, I might try that. And we did it all in a water bottle because they haven't got measuring equipment. So we just measured using the cap and made a hole in the top to make a like a piping bag. Have you almost. got something online on this? Presumably there's a YouTube. Yes, yeah, or there's a we, we little video that Tia Fun made. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm definitely going to look at that. That sounds really fun. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. So closer to home, you obviously went and, and had an extraordinary experience mm. over the other side of the world. How then does that work back in the UK? So I work closely with Tier Fund still on their different campaigns. But when I was in Thailand and Cambodia, I kind of felt like I educated myself more on trafficking. And I came back to the UK and thought, oh, 
aren't we lucky that this doesn't happen to us? Mm. And actually, the more I researched, the more I found that that's not true. It's quite terrifying, isn't it? The the statistics are... I was at um, a conference recently with Hope for Justice, Mm -hmm. who I'm sure you know who are similar, um, involved very much with anti-human trafficking, and the fashion brand Beulah London, who do quite a bit um, working with them to promote... And the awareness is extraordinary, or the lack of awareness. Mm, and, yes. and you know, when you do become aware, it is extraordinary what you find that there is no town unaffected Absolutely. by trafficking, and that behind every, not every, I mustn't say that, but behind so many fast food outlets, yeah. cleaning services, nail bars, you know, you name it, yeah. there may well be a very dark backstory. Yeah, someone being exploited. Yeah. And, and behind closed doors, this sort of modern slavery, which... Yeah, and know. if people knew about that, they'd be so much more alert to it, I think. Mm. So I kind of looked into the problem and thought, actually, this is huge. Mm. And I'm not going to be able to sit back in my little house and not do anything about it when I know it's happening on my doorstep. Yeah. So I found a charity called Bramber Bakehouse, who are quite a new charity. And they were just getting off the ground. And their long-term goal is to have a bakery where they can employ women who've experienced trafficking in the UK in internships so that they can learn to bake, learn to be more valued. Um, But we're right at the beginning of that journey at the moment. So Mm. what we do at the moment is run monthly workshops with groups of women who have horrible, horrible backstories. What sort of stories? What what are the experiences of people who are coming in? So I'm not allowed to massively talk about them in detail, but some of them have just been either tricked by a family member into a trade or kidnapped by a husband or abused Mm. in just horrendous ways that you'd never expect and a lot of them come from backgrounds where they were in the forces or part of or education or have degrees and all of them are very successful it's extraordinary how just one or two moments of your life can so dramatically change the outcome and I was when I was with Hope for Justice I was hearing about um a particular trafficker that, and sadly the numbers who are being caught and prosecuted are still nowhere near high enough very very few cases mm-hmm. at that time had, had come to court successfully and you know I was saying well how do you get these you know educated interesting you know yeah. often very beautiful mm-hmm. young women and it seems to be a lot of the journey seems to be coming from overseas where they are tempted by the promise of a job yeah. you know they've got a housekeeping job or something where you can come and be you know, a secretary or a waitress a very common. and you know we will send you your, your ticket send us photos and your cv yes you look perfect here's your flight ticket met from the airport literally picked up taken to a hotel room passport taken yeah, stripped of clothing this is what you put on now often you know raped immediately and and then maybe given drugs and the you know the whole addiction yeah. which goes with it so you're immediately you become um, hooked because you're just force-fed something that and will... then they're just viewed as another number yeah in this thing and then every single girl is a person who's come from a life some of them have families some have children and it's just awful to know they're in this situation but the girls that we teach some of them are so fresh from their experience it's been like three months or something when they come into our workshops and that is it's difficult to handle to be honest but they all seem so positive that's one thing we really noticed we were the first time we'd run the workshop we're all not that experienced but we had some training but we were Mm. expecting these girls who were dejected who couldn't uh, like communicate who were going to be broken but they were actually all filled with so much hope because well, the that human spirit part is, is over. Of that part, yes, their life and they are over. the lucky ones. You know, you exactly. have to say actually, thank goodness, they are the ones who have been 
rescued and, and found. And I think what's really interesting from that point of view with the baking side and the food is food is such an opportunity for nourishment mm, and community and therapy. And, you know, I, even me, when I'm slightly stressed, I'll go and need some bread. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, let's get it all out. Let's just slab exactly. it on down on the kitchen table and, and give it a good old pounding. And there must be something, even in just mixing mm. together and creating something and then you bake it and then you make something that's so delicious and then you have the active community of sharing that. It really is. It's something that we actually all have in common is that we all have to eat and every girl mm. we have comes from a different culture and they all put their own spin on things mm. and we're on our fifth week of our second programme that we're running. We've got four girls on the course and the way that they've all grown and become so good at baking and they go home and they do it during the month and they're not with us and there are just some things that we take for granted as well. We'll be like, oh, today we're going to make sweet pastry tarts. And they're all just like, oh, they've never heard of a tart before. Yeah, and what is like, that? Oh. Like, but it's amazing to have the honour of teaching them what yes. these things are. It's yes. Just, this is a brownie. This is a, a tart. This is this. Yeah. And it's actually really amazing for me to, to take baking right back to the beginning mm. and start loving it and sharing my love for baking with girls. And the way they feel when they've created something that's truly theirs, that they've decorated and the made by hand. They're amazed. The yeah. smiles on their face, and they just want to share it. Like, yes. Please, everyone have some of yes, this. Yes, exactly. Yes, <laughs> when you so make lovely. something lovely, you want to, to pass it on. And, and, just, and you get such pride and pleasure when somebody definitely. says, that's amazing, that's so delicious. I love that. Yeah, that's the joy that I find in food. I love sharing what I make. And yes. it's amazing to see exactly the same thing happen with these girls who've been treated, mistreated by the world, really. Yes. And it's amazing to give something back and see them grow and develop. And we also run CV training and workplace education alongside our courses and so when they've got skills they can then mm. use that and hopefully go out into the workplace hopefully yeah that's, build their lives build their families that's their what income. we hope to see and the first group that we had have been progressing so well um and some of them have got jobs some of them situations have changed and we had a feedback form at the end of our last cohort and one of the girls had written on it this is the best thing that i've done since my trafficking experience and it's just at the moment it's just once a month and for that to be the best thing that she's done we were just completely blown away and Amazing. it made everything worth it yeah fantastic martha you are an absolute inspiration oh, it is such a you. pleasure to have you here i love your book crave um i'm sorry guys it's not staying in the studios this time it's <laughs> coming home with me and i wish you huge success oh thank you so and much and just to share all that joy and inspiration wherever you go thank you for being with us thanks for having me and don't forget that you can head over now to lizellwellbeing.com for the podcast notes, which detail links to the resources Martha and I have just been talking about today. And you'll also be able to sign up there for the free weekly newsletter, which will bring you fresh well-being ideas, including plenty of fab new baking recipes, amongst others. And you'll also find a series of recipe demonstration video clips and more, many of which are actually from some of my books, including The Good Gut Guide, which I filmed right here at my well-being studios too. These are all free to view. Simply head to lizellwellbeing.com and search Watch Liz. Or you can head over to YouTube and subscribe to the Lizell Wellbeing Productions channel. Lots of very good things going on. So do follow us on Facebook. Lizell Wellbeing Magazine is where you'll find us. And we're also on Instagram and Twitter. And you'll find me there personally as Liz Earl Me. And I hope you'll join me next time when I'll be chatting to Joanna Lewis from the Soil Association and sharing some inspirational ways we can get youngsters eating more wisely and well. So until next time, thanks for tuning in and go well. Bye bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.